Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. I created a video series titled Model Student Athlete, an aspiration that almost always ends in achievement. Perhaps not in the ways we initially dreamed, but the characteristics it takes to be a model student athlete are highly transferable to be successful in so many ways. Why do I bring it up? Because my guest, Joe Branch, is truly a model student athlete. Let me show you why. In picking a college, I didn't base any of my decision on my passion, sports. The first in my family to attend a four-year college, my goal was to get into the highest ranking school, earn a degree in three or four years, and leverage that degree into a good job. My top choice was Northwestern University, where I applied and was accepted early decision. And it was in the Big Ten, but at least in most of the popular sports, struggled far more than it thrived. After classes every day as a freshman, I would head to the main sports facility and play basketball. And I started to develop friendships with a few scholarship athletes, especially Dwayne Bates and Joe Branch. Northwestern is hard for any student, but I marveled at how Dwayne, Joe, and other friends who were athletes excelled in their athletics and academics. I joined a fraternity, and I couldn't believe my fraternity brothers who were on the swim team waking up every morning at like 4.45 a.m. to head to the pool and swim a bunch of laps, then come back, get dressed, eat breakfast, head to classes, then go to afternoon workouts and practices. And that's what made Joe so remarkable. Someone capable of starting 71 games for the Wildcats basketball team, but also earning multiple college degrees from prestigious universities. In part one of our conversation, you're going to hear about the important people who helped push and guide Joe in those early years, a powerful book that inspired and motivated him, and what he would tell his younger self. Well, I am so excited to have a guest who is also a good friend of mine, Joe Branch. Joe, thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Really look forward to uh, our conversation today. So, Joe, one of my first questions that I ask every guest is, what's your favorite childhood sports-related memory? Um, Really, I think when I look back on it, spending a lot of time at Rice University, you know, my mom worked there just, you know, really trying to make her proud, all the camps that I would go to. I always wanted to just take the trophies down there to her from, you know, playing at Rice basketball camp, you know, with Coach Suits and Coach Wilson and, you know, Cyril White, uh, Marvin, you know, just different guys that that I knew back in the day. So that was really, you know, my favorite moment, trying to make my mom proud. Hmm. Growing up, Joe, which coach encouraged and inspired you most when you were younger? Uh, you know, that's a that's a great question. Um, I think I have, you know, two if I'm allowed to. I think Coach Shannon was my uh, seventh grade cross country coach at Pershing Middle School. You know, like I didn't play football. I hadn't played football yet. But this lady, I was new to the school. She just saw something in me, but she was hard. She pushed me, you know, like to run. I didn't really want to run cross country. Was it three and a half miles or whatever, but to prepare for basketball, but she was on me and she was great. Uh, She would come to all the basketball games. So I just think, you know, that 
that hard coaching, you know, that she had, but she loved us as well. So she was empathetic toward us as well. And I think my other was my brother. He coached, you know, we won uh, a championship at Kincaid and he's gone on to do a number of great things uh, coaching wise, coach a number of pros and high D1, you know, talent. So he's just, he's just a savant when it comes to basketball, um, you know, X's and O's, how to motivate guys. So I get a lot from him. So uh, that's translated to the golf course. So he's taught me that game as well. So I'm thankful, you know, which we have yet to play together on the course. Well, we did the simulator the one time at your place. So <laughs> we did, we did, we did indeed. Hey, Joe, what was something that you really learned from your brother? Um, I think just paying attention to detail, always showing up and playing hard. I think you can't control the uh, wins and losses. You can't control, you know, if shots are going to fall, but you can control playing hard and being, you know, your habits, right? Great habits. I'm in the middle of reading this book, Atomic Habits, you know, right now, but he and still having those good work habits. So if it wasn't, you know, going to lift, going to work on your game, playing five on five, being really uh, into what you're doing. So that was, that's one of the biggest things that he taught me. Yeah. James Clear wrote the book, Atomic Habits, for those uh, who may be listening. And uh, it is uh, a wonderful, wonderful book. You know, there, there's just so much great from that book. What's, what's something that's really stuck out with you so far? Well, I got to say, I just read actually the first um, chapter. I just finished a book called Battle Cry. Um, it's about, you know, black male masculinity. That was an awesome book. But uh, Atomic Habits, my wife recommended that I read the book. She said I would love it. She's almost finished with it. Um, but just his story of uh, the perseverance that he had and how, you know, all the things that he went through, you know, at the very start of the book and just how he's talking about just being 1% better, you know, each day. So I'm really looking forward to uh, diving in. Doesn't seem like a, a long book per se. I'm actually doing the audio book on that one. So um, I look forward to uh, recapping the book with you when I'm done in a couple of days. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that really stuck out with me is at one point he says, you should be far more concerned with your current trajectory than with your current results. Right. You know, and, and I just think that's so powerful that I think sometimes people just focus on the results. And you kind of alluded to it with your brother, right, that right. We, we can't control the outcome. No. And I know that as a coach in communicating with my players, I tell them all the time, I'm not worried about the outcome. I'm not worried about the score. If we play to our standard and we lose a game three to one because we had a couple rough calls or because we hit the crossbar a few times, and again, I'm thinking of soccer, that doesn't change. But if we beat an opponent 10 to one, but we don't play to our standard, that's not a satisfactory thing for me because we didn't play the way we're capable of playing, right? And so it really is. And so that I love that idea from him just about you are what you repeatedly do. Right. And it's about process. Right. I think that's the one word You know, I like to hone in on just, you know, keywords. And I think process is is where it is at. You know, you can unfold that to a number of things. But, you know, you focus on that than the actual end result. And, you know, just I've just been more focused on the process and everything that I'm doing now from the nonprofit work to the work I do here, you know, with the Timberwolves, um, just in my you know personal life, you know, my devotion and traveling, everything, just trying to be a little bit better and focus on the process. And that's, that's just where I am right now.
Joe, what was the most valuable lesson you learned through a challenge or defeat when you were younger? Um, I think when I was younger, well, I had, you know, I had one in a, in my career. I think failure, you know, isn't, isn't final. And I think, you know, as you learn with certain businessmen will tell you, you're going to fail many times. You know, I think um, one of my mentors gave me the book by Michael Jordan. I can't accept not trying. Right. So he talks about you're going to miss all the shots that, you know, you don't take. Right. So you got to take shots. You got to put yourself out there. You got to show up. Right. Showing up is half the battle. So I think, you know, that's one of the things it's going to happen. You know, and the Bible says all people have tribulation. Right. But I think it's, you know, you fall down seven times you get up eight. Right. So I think that speaks to mentorship, the, your circle of influence, who you have around you, encouraging you to do that. Because, I mean, no matter what you're doing, if you're trying to be great at what you're doing, it's going to be hard. You know, nothing is easy. I mean, to win in the NBA is hard. Right. I mean, think of the guys that are in the bubble. Uh, think of, you know, it's 82 games at least that guys have, you know, to back to backs. I mean, their bodies, you know, being an agent, you know, just being on the team side. I think, you know, we're out scouting college pro international games. It's hard. It's not easy, but it's your mindset. It's, it's your attitude. Um, it's, it's the gratefulness, you know, I have a, a mental, you know, coach that, you know, I talked to Dr. Anderson is here. Um, you know, pastor Chris, you know, I've got a couple other just positive, positive people, you know, in my life to just remind us that, you know, there's only 30 teams, you know, in the NBA and I'm, I'm grateful for the experience to be here, you know, with the Minnesota Timberwolves. So I think that's one of the things I've learned that you just be thankful for everything that you're doing. What's one thing you would tell your eight, 12 or 16 year old self? I think for my eight-year-old self, just, you know, have fun, enjoy your friends, learn. Uh, Twelve, start to hone in on what you like or, you know, maybe what you don't like as far as sports and extracurricular activities. Uh, I would tell both to just still, you know, really focus in and be a student athlete, you know, for, for me. And then 16, start, you know, really processing goals. I think that's you know, do you want to play in college? Do you want to be a pro? Um, what kind of college? What sport do you want to play? I was football, basketball and track. Um, thought I could potentially play football in college, but just felt like basketball was something I'd done since I was six years old. So really kind of hone in, goal set. Um, if I was 16 now, I would say, what kind of business could I start? I mean, with social media, digital media, could I have had a lemonade stand? You know, could I develop an app? Um, you know, I'm a social entrepreneur, started You Want Game with one of my mentors, Bill Babora. But, you know, at 16, I think you don't have a real feel, fear of failure when you're really young. So I think to have an and you have a plethora of ideas when you're young as well. Um, so I think I would have, you know, I would tell that to my 16 year old self, man, what kind of business can you start? What's something you wrestled or struggled with in middle or high school? Uh, well, I was the first um, African-American male in my class in eighth grade at uh, Kincaid. But I was always been outgoing kind of people person. But I think um, it wasn't a ton of African-Americans there. So I think you struggle with um, your sense of identity or belonging, you know, sometimes. But thankful for guys like, you know, Jared McGee, he, 
you know, Daniel Ferber, their parents, I think even just not only for me on the floor or the field, you know, it was probably harder for my mom uh, being there too. And, you know, my brother was eventually one of my coaches, but thankful for their parents for, you know, allowing me to stay, you know, over their house, you know, during uh, two-a-day practices, lunches, dinners, you know, carpooling, you know, just really helping us out from that standpoint. So I think that was a, a little struggle for me. Um, but, you know, I think end of the day, people are people. I had fun. I enjoyed the uh, opportunity to be, you know, at the Kincaid School and learned a ton and still have some valuable uh, friendships and relationships from that time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any comments or questions, visit my website, seankjensen.com, and go to the contact page where you can even leave me a voice recording. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you again next time.